This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley and the Paladin Financial Team. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's Paladin Financial Talk. Welcome to another episode of Paladin Financial Talk, where we break down complex financial topics into bite-sized, actionable insights. We are your hosts today, Ellie Robison, Matt Bryant, and our co-host, we all know Tony Shore, joining us to discuss the world of tax deductions for the average Joe. Pretty exciting stuff, Ellie. You guys have really taxes. And before everybody tunes out... This is a good thing. You want to hear about taxes because we're talking about how to avoid complicated issues and avoid costly mistakes with Mm -hmm. our taxes and minimizing that tax burden. Nobody likes to talk about taxes, but how about if we talk about minimizing your tax burden, right? Love to hear it. (laughs) Minimize it, pay your legal fair share, but minimize it. There you go. I like that. I'm glad we're talking about this. But now, why why did you call the show Tax Deductions for the Standard American, Ellie? Well, because most people file using the standard deduction. So yes. I tried being a little punny in that title. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. She's not calling us standard, folks. She's no. just making a little pun uh, because most of us do. My wife and I, I'll yeah. admit, we take the standard mm-hmm. deduction. Mm-hmm. Right. Most people do. Yeah. Yeah, I think especially if you're married filing jointly, we take the standard deduction. It's worked for us, but I know before it seemed like we did better when we took, because we we worked from home. One of us, Mm -hmm. my wife, worked independently as an independent contractor from home, and we had a lot of write-offs, right? Mm -hmm. Home office, vehicle use. Um, I and back when I worked as did radio promotions in the music industry wrote off subscriptions to Billboard Magazine, Rolling Stone. I could write off, because it was part of my job, I had to stay up on Research, music. Right? There's so Research, much. Research, right. yeah. buying records yeah. and CDs, wrote them off. Uh-huh. At least a portion. Not a hobby, it was research. At that, at that point, <laughs> it was unquote. research. It was research. Now it's a hobby. I can't do that anymore. Right, so. yeah. But my mom was a CPA. So oh, no way. She okay. did our taxes, and she was great. And she was really, she was very strict and conservative, yeah. so she would not, you know, she was by the book, yeah. but she worked really hard. She spent time, other CPAs probably wouldn't, and found every little thing that we could write off, every okay. advantage. Yeah. She was great. Um, unfortunately, she can't do that anymore. Yeah because of her Parkinson's and she's getting old. But, uh, you know, then uh, we had to go to Jeff Foley and say, hey, who can do our taxes? My mom can't do them anymore. And Jeff had a great recommendation mm-hmm. for us. So, yep. Standard deductions are a lot easier, but it means a lot of people don't qualify to itemize anymore. We'll get through some of that. Okay. But first, full disclosure, we are not licensed tax professionals. Tax planning is a big component of the financial plan that we address with our clients but we don't get into tax filing at all. So we hope to communicate some tips to you to take back to your CPA, your tax preparer, 
Uh, just know, though, that we are not licensed tax professionals. Well, I could tell that just by looking at you. Wow, because Tony. You're both, you're, both, you're both too much fun and too cool. way too good Full looking. Full disclosure, yeah. we're not accountants. You're too so. good looking and way too much fun for that. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm just, for all the tax professionals yeah. out there, I'm kidding. In fact, you guys work alongside tax professionals mm-hmm. to help your clients. But most so-called tax professionals or CPAs, they're looking back at your last year and doing your taxes for this year uh, from last year. So they're looking back. You guys, the reason we need financial advisors like yourselves, at least for me, what you offer is you're looking ahead Mm -hmm. saying, hey, if you make this move now to save a few bucks on taxes this year, it's going to cost you way more down the road or vice versa, depending on the situation, right? Correct. We're thinking ahead of time here, whether it's a couple years, 10 years, 30 years down the road. So we're forward planning. Well, like you hit the nail on the head there, tax filers are typically trying to save every penny in that current year that you're filing for. So Okay. So where do you want to begin this discussion? Yeah, so let's dive right in. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, only about 10% of Americans are self-employed. So we wanted to tailor a conversation today for the other 90% of people who are working as W-2 employees. Usually you'll hear financial gurus like on their internet telling you to to deduct random things like you kind of were mentioning before, Tony, and like rent payments from working at home, travel, meals, whatever. But usually those people, you know, are self-employed or contractors. So, sure. so let's dive into a couple ways that we can get the deducted for yeah. normal yeah. people. So, yeah. so Matt, what can the average person deduct then? So you have the standard deduction or you can go itemize. Standard deduction okay. right now for a single filer is 13850 That's going to apply to most people out there. If you're married filing jointly, it's 27700 So just double the single. That's going to cover most people. Now, there are going to be some people that do itemize because of the reasons you named earlier, um, small business expenses. You may have um, other things that come up where it gets you above that threshold, but by and large, 27.7 is going to be the ballpark for most Sure joint couples. So even with the standard deduction, though, there are ways that you can lower your taxable income, like contributing to your traditional 401k. There are no income limits to this, but you can max out the contribution limits for the year, and that contribution limit will automatically be deducted from your income off your W-2 when you file in the spring. Okay. Now, there's things called health savings accounts out there. If you have a high deductible uh, healthcare plan, you can contribute to what's called an HSA. So the contribution amount's a little bit smaller. It's $3,850 this year. If you're married, you can do up to $7,750. But those are deductions that go in to the plan, either sits in cash uh, through your employer or a lot of plans allow you to invest that for longer term money. The benefit is it goes in tax-free, you get a deduction, you don't have any capital gains while it's invested. And if you use it for the qualified health expenses, it comes out tax-free. So it's really a win-win-win. It's gotta be one of the only accounts mm-hmm. in existence that the IRS yep. allows you to put in money tax-free and take out money tax-free, both. You get a tax break on the money you put in, you don't have to pay taxes coming out. Yep, so if you're unsure what type of healthcare plan you have through your employer, check to see if it's high deductible because that is a huge benefit. You're paying the uh, 
the higher deductible for the plan, you might as well get the, the added savings from the HSA. And Matt, am I right in saying that with an HSA, unlike other types of accounts like flex accounts, that carries over? Uh, you mm-hmm. have limits for each year, but it carries over. If you don't spend it, you can actually put as much as possible into that account each year uh, up to the limits and then use it in retirement on healthcare expenses. Yep, you don't have to take it out. So let's say you're 35 years old and you put the max in, you have a broken arm that costs you $1,000. You don't have to use it for that. You can wait 30 years down the road and pull it out then. So if you're growing it, investing it, that's a huge savings over time. That's huge because if it is invested within that HSA, you're making hopefully over time, you'll mm-hmm. make some compounding interest and then that all comes out tax-free. And I understand, I read somewhere that you could even use old receipts. Like if yeah. you paid oh, yeah. for something in oh, the yeah. past out of pocket with taxable income, you can turn in that receipt and you get money out of your HSA for yep. it. If you have the HSA and it's funded and you know you're gonna keep funding it, and you have the ability to pay out of pocket, do so, save the receipt, because you can let that money keep growing. Wow, okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. So that's well, really that's really great. So are, are there any opportunities then with uh, for standard deduction filers to qualify for anything else? Yeah, so the traditional IRA comes with a tax deduction most of the time. It's not always going to be a tax deduction, depends on how much income you have in a given year, but you can still contribute to an IRA. It just may not be tax deductible, but there are still other benefits you get. So right now, the contribution limit for an IRA is $6,500. If you're over 50, you get another $1,000 to put in there. And let's say that you're not over those income limits, that's a way to reduce your taxable income and get tax deferred growth down the road. Wow, okay. That sounds great. So uh, what else is there, Ellie? Well, there are student loan interest deductions for standard filers. Again, there are income limits to it, but it can qualify up to 2,500 to deduct in 2023. So it's better than nothing. (laughs) That's true, (laughs) that's true, that's true. So uh, Matt, uh, what's next? So we got tax credits. So that's different than a tax deduction. A tax deduction reduces how much what your taxable amount is. The tax credit is just dollar for dollar. So if you owe $10,000 in taxes and you have a $3,000 credit, that reduces your tax bill by $3,000. So it's more attractive than a deduction. Um, there are some standard ones out there that people know about having kids. You get a, deduct- or a tax credit for up to a certain limit. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act recently was passed over the last couple of years. That part of that is aiming aimed towards reducing like environmental issues. So you get tax credits for buying electrical ve- electric vehicle, for example. Right, so right. you're going out to buy that new Tesla. You can get up to, I think, $7,500 for that. You can get a used one, a $4,000 credit there. Mm-hmm. If you put solar panels on your house, you get 30% tax credit, no limit. So if it costs you 30 grand to do that, you get $9,000 off your tax bill next year. Wow. That reduces over the next 10 years, but for the next, for the foreseeable future, there's a lot of home improvement things you can do that to make things more efficient where you get just dollar for dollar credits. I like the, I like the tax credit. Yeah. Credit's better. In fact, yeah. my wife and I once got a, a sizable tax credit because we adopted. Okay. So oh, we did also, an international, mm-hmm. we did an international yeah. adoption. And so my youngest daughter, Anna is adopted from Guatemala and it's quite pricey. Yeah. 
to do one of those adoptions. Mm -hmm. And the tax credit the government offered to adoptive parents was sizable. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the whole amount or anything or even half the amount, but it was still a good chunk. Mm -hmm. And that really helps. Mm -hmm. Like that one. There's all kinds of them. And a lot of people like to, may not like to do the taxes themselves, but it's easier and it's cheaper. But there's also a cost because there are a lot of things that you may not know about the right. average person, the standard American, but all the deductions and credits floating out there. Yeah. It's worth hiring out for sometimes. Sure. I would hear all this stuff about people buying Teslas and writing it off their taxes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't understand it was a tax credit for a very long time. Yeah. I <laughs> forget what the exact amount is because I've been looking into it. I mean, I have a, a semi-electric car now, a Volt, but uh, okay. I know that... Uh, uh, it's sizable. I mean, it has been like seventy five hundred bucks. Yeah, seven thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. That's a federal credit. You should check with your state. State might do something on top of right. that too. Yeah. So. yeah. So switching gears as to when to file for itemize, we've already covered what you can do if you're filing standard and trying to layer on some additional um, deductions off of that. But if you file itemized, either your tax professional or you think that you might have more things to deduct off your tax return that would exceed the standard deduction, just like you had already mentioned, Matt. So let's go through some of those things here. So mortgage interest. So that's something that affects a lot of people. You get the 30-year mortgage, you're paying your monthly payments, especially at the beginning, a lot of that goes towards interest. So that's something that can be deducted if you're not doing the standard real estate taxes, medical expenses, if they exceed a certain amount of your it's income. It's like 7.5% of your yep income. So if something bad happens and you know you have a lot of medical expenses in one given year, definitely take a look at that because that's something that could be deducted for you. That's huge. Charitable contributions, we're coming up on the holidays, the most popular time to make those contributions. Um, keep in mind, obviously it's a good thing just to donate to charity, but in a lot of cases it benefits you as the giver as well. Um, casualty losses, tax prep fees are deductible. So it costs you to pay that tax preparer, but at the same time, you could get a deduction for that. And then work-related education experiences. So Rolling Stone as an educational piece for you back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being tax deductible. Back when it was a music magazine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's neat. Uh, uh, how about uh, m- any tips on minimizing or actually maximizing those deductions? Well, yeah. I mean, number one, stay organized, mm-hmm. you know, save okay. your seats, your document documents all in one place, whether it's physical or digital. It'll just make the tax season a breeze for you and your tax professional and just yeah. ensure that you don't miss any um, opportunities. And talk to an enrolled agent or a CPA. And, you know, I think if you talk to a lot of CPAs, they say people wait till April 1st and say, here's my shoebox full of stuff. Go, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, don't um, do that. It's not a bad idea, especially if you have a windfall of money or something big happened throughout the year to reach out so you can have an idea of what that might look like for the next year. But being organized and having everything done and getting to it before April 15th or wherever the tax deadline is that year is going to help mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Well, this is huge. And I mean, these are excellent tips. Uh, A lot of people don't quite understand what changed when they upped that standard deduction Mm -hmm. and made that so appealing to everybody. Um, You know, and it's hard. You have to do the math. And that's where a financial professional like yourselves come in uh, and a CPA that can help you figure out which is going to be the best Mm -hmm. for me. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. 
And I'm excited for next week as well. Jeff Quick will be diving deeper into business owners specifically and how they can maximize oh. their taxes. So excellent. Yeah. Yeah. More well, to come on stay taxes. Tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the time of year. I, I think it's topical this time of year, and people are like, "Well, it's October. Why are we talking about taxes? Why aren't we talking about trick or treating or Halloween candy?" <laughs> I mean, that's what I was thinking. What's more fun, though, Tony? Uh, exactly. Taxes <laughs> are so much more fun. Taxes are so much more fun. And... Uh, Matt! Matt! <laughs> I just had to... <laughs> Matthew. You've had way too much fun prepping for this. Yeah. Matt! So, um, so anyway, I just... But I in October... It's time for year-end planning, and mm-hmm. that, that's when you really need to start looking mm-hmm. at taxes. Like you mentioned, Matt, uh, people wait until April 1st or the end of March. Uh, you need to start tax planning now uh, mm-hmm. to make sure there's nothing that you can do before the end of the year to minimize that tax burden. Right, right? and there's more that we haven't even talked about. It's part of your overall financial plan. This is a big part of it, so make sure yeah. you're prepped and you're working with the right people. Excellent. Well, great show today. A lot of great information. Thank you so much. Thank you, Allie and Matt. You guys are awesome. Happy to be here. Awesome. And uh, look forward to Jeff Quick. We'll see what he has. Should be good. For us next week. He's always good. He's very funny. Uh, I like Jeff. I like doing the show with him. I miss Jeff Foley is the one I don't see enough on the show anymore. You guys. He's busy. (laughs) I know. I know he is. I know he is. I just went down there to talk to him and he's always in a meeting. I think the ratings came back on Jeff shows and so we brought in some new <laughs> new talent i noticed uh, nikki took a closer look at it when she came on board and all of a sudden jeff's Things changed out. yeah jeff's mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. ellie and matt are in i like this uh but no that's great and uh listeners uh, that's a great show why don't you before we go let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you set up that consultation to look at their overall plan if you don't have a plan you need a financial plan if you already think you have one Get a second opinion, right? Exactly, Tony. You can give us a call at 651-842-8406 to get the conversation started with any of the advisors here in the office. Make sure that you are incorporating tax planning with your overall financial plan. Or you can send us an email to info at paladinfinancial.com if you have any questions or specific topics that you'd like to hear us talk about in the future. All right. Well, thank you so much. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.